Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, joining us online through our podcast, we're glad you all could be with us as well. As you guys know, we're celebrating a lot of things in October, among them being National Book Month. This is also the time we're having this conversation today, the week of, of publication for our next guest and her book. We're excited to welcome Allison Rose Greenberg to our broadcast today. Today. Allison is celebrating the release of her book, Maybe Once, Maybe Twice, a fun read that's great for your reading list as you're looking for books for this month. We're going to talk to Allison not only about the early response to the book, but also what it's been like for her to share these characters with the world. And, of course, let you guys know how to be able to get your own copy of it and stay connected with her. Allison, thank you again for the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, the pleasure is definitely all mine. At the time we're having this conversation, uh, of course, as I mentioned, it is publication week for you, Allison. Also, of course, your book is in the top 100 right now in women's friendship fiction on Amazon. What has it been like for you to see the early response to the book, Allison? It's been like just so overwhelming and humbling and wonderful. You know, you write when you're a writer, you do this in a vacuum. Um, I might have an editor and I have agents, but it's really you're writing a story that you believe in and you hope people will respond to it the way you want them to. And it's been just so phenomenal to have people loving it already. Yeah. And it is a, it's a fun read, Allison, but it is, uh, uh, you know, I don't know whether we say fortunately or unfortunately, it's very relatable, I think, <laughs> for, for people. Yeah. Uh, because it is almost sometimes the semi, you know, you know, bad answer to, well, what, what, what's the worst that can happen, <laughs> you know, in a situation? Yeah. How, how does it all begin for you, Allison? Where did the story idea come from? I knew that I wanted to write a story about a woman's decision years, like kind of mid-30s, single, and the story actually came to me in a, in a meeting about something totally different, and this guy just mm-hmm. mentioned, it'd be so interesting to have a guy in his, you know, late 20s who told two women to show up at his door and marry them, and and they you know, both show up when he turns 30. And I, I was like, there's something there, but men get all the decisions, right? There's no biological clock ticking for them. And I thought it would be so interesting to really up the age, to make it female, to, um, to really make this more about, as you said, friendship and love and kind of not a sliding doors, but a what if. You know, what could have happened? There's, we really dive into this woman's two great loves. And I think it's really interesting to look back as I'm 30, I'm almost 40, I'm 39, but to look back and think about those little decisions I made that changed the course of my life forever. Wow, love that, love that. So talk about Maggie, because again, Maggie is definitely relatable in a lot of ways, I think. I think there will be men and women, Allison, who will look at this character and say, you know what, there are pieces of, of her that they can relate to. Did it kind of begin after you kind of had that initial seed planted? Did you kind of go about figuring out what that woman would be like? I I left that meeting, I went on my computer, and I wrote 16 pages, and Maggie Vine <laughs> is exactly who she was the second I wrote that. It just, she, wow. I've been obsessed with the music industry for so long, so I was so excited about the opportunity to write about a singer-songwriter. I knew I wanted her to be one. I knew I didn't want her to be successful, but I wanted her to have, you know, talent. Um, and I think for me, 
this character, Maggie, is somebody who has tried to do everything right and the world kind of just doesn't spin her way. Um, but she clings on to hope, right, and she's so creative. And, you know, women don't get to be creative for that long, right? You need to decide if you want to be a mother. You need to decide if you want to make money. And in order to become a mother, you either have to have a partner or be able to go through fertility stuff, which is expensive. And I think I wanted just to find her in that space where she felt like all her doors were closing in on her. Yeah, yeah. And again, that goes to what I was saying too, Allison, in a lot of ways about the relatability factor. Has that been part of the excitement of this launch for you? Not only, of course, people just enjoying the overall story, but also the connection they're feeling with these characters you've created. Yes. I think I've, a lot of people have said, you know, this has actually made me not want to quit writing or not want to quit singing or not want to quit being an artist and, and to really cling on to the hope that I had in the beginning when I started, you know, this winding journey. So a lot of creatives are really responding to it, male and female, which has been really nice too. Yeah, I think that's it. And that's not at all, to be honest with you, not at all surprising to me that, that men would because I know for myself in reading it, I could see, you know, you know what, this is something. But you did bring up something a couple of times, and I think we do need to talk about because it is, unfortunately, we live in a world with as many advancements as we have made in this in this country and in society. There are different standards, right, different things that are accepted when it comes to men and women. You, you're able to address that in an interesting way, Allison, but also, of course, let – let Maggie be able to have her choice. How important was that for you to make sure that she was making decisions on her own terms? Huge, um, huge. I, I used to love 90s rom-coms. I still do. I mean, they are my favorite things in the world, but I, I often found that the woman made a choice because of a man. And for me, it was really important to Maggie to make these decisions on her own. Mm, wow. And, and I think, too, again, as people are reading it, that's going to be part of the fun for them, too. So for yourself, let, let's kind of talk about your journey for a moment. We're going to come back, of course, to the book. But when did you know that storytelling was that thing for you, Allison, that you wanted to do? I grew up actually watching, like, 90s WB dramas, um, fell in love with them, fell in love with character development. And so I went to USC in L.A., and when I was in college, I started doing screenwriting, and it just felt like breathing to me. And that form of storytelling, it wasn't prose. It's very different, but I fell in love with it. I started writing right out of college, and then the strike happened, the, the earlier strike, the 07 strike. Um, <laughs> and I was, dating, so I was dating someone long distance. I moved. I talked about a woman making decisions for a boy. I moved to Atlanta for him. We moved to. We got married. We moved to New York. I was I had this big marketing job, and we moved back to Atlanta and I had my daughter. I really kind of looked around and said, you know, I'm so happy with my kids. I'm not happy in my relationship. I was about to file for divorce and I opened my computer for the first time and started screenwriting again. And I haven't shut my computer since. And prose came to me so oddly. It was, I wrote a short story that we were going to go out with to sell as a movie. And as I started writing the short story, it just became longer and longer. And that turned into Bad Luck Brides made my first novel. And that's how I dove into prose. Yeah. And and now you're able to write these books where readers are able to not only get enjoyment but also to see themselves. Could you have imagined when you first began this journey that you would be able to have people who would be looking forward to what you had to say? I, I, it's the dream. Um, it's like the, you know, the thing you the equivalent of like an Emmy speech in the mirror is just even getting a book published seemed wild to me. And, and nothing I – had held up as the highest standard in my life for the last, you know, 
30-something years, but then once I finished Padlock Bridesmaid, I was like, I really hope other people can read this story. I believe in it so much, and I think that is that is the dream, right? Not to, to be said, though, you know, five people read it and fall in love with it, and it changes one person's life. That's also really special, but it was it was phenomenal to have that published and then to have this one, you know, have a two-book deal was beyond what I ever thought of when I started back this, with this writing journey. Yeah. Well, if anyone goes to your Amazon page, as we encourage them to do, especially those tuning in on the podcast, they can click on it there. They will see that your book has gotten some already some special recognition, uh, Allison, that being being a Good Morning America buzz pick. What was that like for you to find out? I, got, I woke up on Thursday, this past Thursday, to do an email that it was a possibility, and then two hours later I just got out of the shower and I got a note that I needed to film a 30-second spot, and I was going to be on Good Morning America on Saturday, and they needed it by end of day. And I was like, I have to go pick up my kids from school. What are you, what, what's happening? I did not have a chance to think about it. I just did it, and then Saturday morning I just sat there wide-eyed blinking, watching myself on Good Morning America. I still don't <laughs> think it's hit me. It's, it has not hit me yet. It's only been a week that I filmed it, and less than a week since I saw it. So it's, it's surreal, and it's so... It, it's awesome. I mean, again, like this all feels a little bit like a dream. Yeah, what a great thing. But what a great dream to be able to have. Mm-hmm. One thing I have not mentioned that I think is important, and I'm and I'm curious as to it's going to tie into my next question. So bear with me here for a second, Allison. One for those who don't have not read maybe once, maybe twice, you should know the book is written in the voice of Maggie. So we're able to kind of get to know Maggie very intimately. I want to ask about that for you, Allison. What was that like for you to slip into her skin and to be able to explore the world through her eyes? I think very validating. Um, I, I, you know, I've written characters I don't like on purpose, right? I create them and um, I've created villains, but Maggie was, God, I loved her. And I, you know, when I filed for divorce and I started my writing journey again, there was, I, I was clinging on to that hope that she had. Um, and so I was able to really channel a lot of myself. I was able to channel myself from my 20s to my teenage years up until my 30s. And, and I, I fell in love with her. And I got very emotional at times writing the book as she was going, really going through it. Um, but I, I think it, it made me really believe in what I do and really happy that I stuck with it, proud that I stuck with it too, and proud of her. It was she was a delight for me to write, but at times it was very emotional. Yeah. Well, I mentioned, of course, it already being a bestseller on Amazon. Part of this book I have not asked about um, or brought up to you is the idea of friendship because it's not like Maggie mm-hmm. has to go through this by herself. How important was that for you to have someone that was not just a sounding board, not necessarily trying to tell her what to do, but at least to kind of give her a kick in the pants sometime that she needed? I, Summer's one of my favorite characters. Who's Maggie's best friend that I've ever written. She came to me very naturally, and I wanted a really good foil for Maggie. Um, I wanted somebody who was her, kind of a little harsh at times, but told her like it was, but also really believed in her. Um, and I think I have I have the most phenomenal friends. I don't know where my life would be without a big handful of my friends. I think I have two handfuls of friends that I could count on, which is such a huge blessing and these are friends who pushed me to do what I do who told me it was tragic when I stopped screenwriting who who really gave me the summer treatment when I needed it and I you know so writing summer to me was so important but also that's one of my one of my favorite tropes is kind of a really glittery 
wonderful female who is best friends with somebody who's a little more harsh, who's got a little more reality to her. I, I loved, I loved them together. I loved writing them. It is a, a great story, and I'm so excited. And I'm curious. I'm sure you've been asked this question already, but I have to do my job and do the same thing and ask. Um, for yourself, I know you mentioned about the two-book deal. Um, I know there will be more books, though. So what do you think? Uh, is there going to be more with Maggie? Well, not yet. Um, in success, <laughs> I hope. I don't, I don't want to be done with her. Um, but I, the main third book that I'm starting now um, – is very going to be very different. Still female oh. focused, but um, but very different. Okay, well, that gives us something to look forward to. Um, I do want to ask you too. I mean, the world. Uh, you know, you mentioned of course. You know, your writing journey. I want to talk about of course. You know, the world is open back up at the time we're having this conversation, but life changes quickly. Yeah. And so you're able to go, to be out there meeting readers again. Talk to us about that experience. I'm always curious as to what it's like. It's one thing to be able to have people who follow you online as you do, but what has it been like for you to actually meet people who are reading or have read your work? It's when people come up to me and and say they, you know, I read Bad Luck Bridesmaid, I love it, or I'm reading. Once, maybe twice, and I can't, you know, and I get side texts too from friends of friends. And but, but even just in Barnes and Noble, when someone grabs the book and like this looks amazing, and I'm like, uh huh, you should buy it, <laughs> you should buy it. Um, yeah. It's wonderful. Like, I'm going to the airport tomorrow in the Atlanta airport. I, I've met a bookseller over the last couple of years who's been one of the biggest champions for Bad Luck Bridesmaid. I think it's like the best selling bookstore for Bad Luck Bridesmaid. And she said, you know, I want to, we should host a book signing for you. And so I'm like, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up right and early and go to the A gates. and um, Atlanta Airport and, you know, do a signing there. And I think that to me is so awesome when you can meet people who are, you know, just going somewhere and need a book on the plane and hope that it that it will resonate with them and make their vacation more interesting, more joyful. Um, but I love it. There's nothing like meeting someone who's, written, you know, read something you've written. And there's nothing like meeting an author that you love personally too. You know, it's just, you know, right. it's just a creative thing you, to meet somebody who really – spoke to your soul is, is lovely, and to hear that from somebody else means the world. Such a great thing. Congratulations to you, Allison. So glad we had a chance to speak today. Again, everyone, we've been speaking with Allison Rose Greenberg. She's the author of the book, Maybe Once, Maybe Twice. It is available through our friends at Amazon.com. You all can get it there in the variety of forms. Also, of course, your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Allison, how can our audience stay connected with you? Um, Instagram is probably my favorite, and that is Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, dot Greenberg, G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G, um, or X, or Twitter, however you, whatever you want to call it, is um, <laughs> at Allison Greenberg. All right, and we want to thank uh, Mickey Zimmerman, who actually just re- reposted it, I think we say now, on Twitter. So uh, so she just reposted it there, the conversation there. So, Mickey, thank you so much for that. Allison, again, congratulations to you. Thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it, and looking forward to speaking with you again. I can't wait. Thank you, seriously, for this means so much, and this is so lovely. Hey, you're more than welcome. Thank you again for the time, and we thank you, our audience, for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care. <music>